Welcome back, Nexus Church family, to another week in our series we've called Nativity. In this final week, we are ending our story with Mary. And so far, we've looked at the calling of Mary. Remember, Mary was called by God to deliver his son, Jesus. And of course, she said, may it be as you say. What a leap of faith for that woman. And then we jumped ahead to last week where we looked at this this path that they had to travel from their town of Nazareth in Galilee, 100 miles away approximately to Bethlehem. What that was like to travel that distance. What that entailed and what it must have been like when they arrived. And there was no place for them to spend the night. Now, whatever that looked like, we know that there was chaos going around the city at that time. And all the way leading to that point of not knowing what was going to happen to them or what was going to happen because of this census that they were being forced to leave and travel 100 miles to go register themselves There was conflict in the society, and of course there was conflict inside of Mary. She was about to deliver this child that was supernatural, right? Nothing like it's ever happened and never will happen. And so there was this conflict inside of her and what this meant as she walked in and everybody looked at them, a whisper in her ear. We all have chaos, and we talked about that last week. And now this week we're going to finish this story that involves Mary directly. And today we're going to be looking at the shepherds. Now, the shepherds, of course, only intersect with Mary for a very brief time in this story, but they have a lot to tell us about this nativity scene. And so in just a moment, we're going to read from Luke chapter 2, verse 8. We're going to unpack what this was like, of who Jesus is. But first, let me ask this question. When you think of Christmas, what is one word that you would say represents Christmas in our society today? What would that be if you could just if you just had one word? What would it be? Think about that. I mean, that's very tough, isn't it? Like when you think of one word to put in the place of Christmas. Christmas is awesome. To me, when I think about that word, I think of commercialization. I'm sure there's probably very few people who thought of that. Maybe you did. Christmas season as a whole, from the moment of Thanksgiving now, like they're even doing it before Thanksgiving. It used to be Black Friday, right? And on. But now they're even promoting it before, these big sales before Thanksgiving ever happens. Like we get past Halloween and immediately we're talking about Christmas. It is the one time a year where many businesses get out of the red and they get back to the black. Whether it's a shopping place for clothes or 
toys or even farm supply places now are promoting Christmas like crazy and getting things in. I'll never forget when I was a kid, Fleet Farm had this massive toy sale that they had. And there's a whole department where just like it just exploded overnight. And you don't know what Fleet Farm is if you're not from the area in Minnesota and Wisconsin predominantly. It's just this massive store that is for pretty much farmers and those who get things done on their own, but just an awesome store. It has lumber and car supplies and fishing supplies and hunting, like you name it. It was a man's store, right? And so, like, it's everywhere, even in the grocery business. Like, when I was in the grocery business, our sales in the fourth quarter made everything else look puny. What I did sometimes in one day, during the Christmas season or Thanksgiving time, one day could equal a week's worth of sales. Another time of year. Crazy, right? So it's the one day where people can really rely on, on this season to dig them out of a crummy year. And that's what Christmas is. Christmas is, is about getting the perfect gift for that person. And in the month of December, People's budgets on shopping nearly triple the rest of the year in comparison. So Christmas, it's all about getting that, that beautiful car with the bow on top. Do people really do that, though? That's a different story. So when we examine the Christmas season, truly is about presence, commercialization. Got to get that next good thing. Now, there's nothing wrong with that, right? I mean, it comes from a sincere heart of wanting to see a smile on somebody's face and give that thing that, that really means something that maybe you could never get any other time. So it is a good thing on one hand. The, the heart behind it is good. Presence never should be what Christmas is about. And today we're going to look at this story of the shepherds. And we're going to see the true, authentic meaning of Christmas. So let's get into it. Luke chapter 2, verses 8 through 12. Very short little passage that has so much in it. And we read, and there were shepherds living out by the fields, keeping watch over their flocks at night. So just imagine, here's Bethlehem. And just outside the city gates, because shepherds were not allowed to come into the city because they were considered filthy or unclean by the Jewish standards, they were just watching their sheep, providing the sacrificial lambs for the people in the city. So here there are. It's cold out at night. This is the desert. So, you know, you get 100 degrees during the daytime, and at nighttime, it gets cold. And they're watching their flocks at night. And then an angel of the Lord appears to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. Rightfully so. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all people. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born for you. He is Messiah, the Lord. 
This will be a sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloth and lying in a manger. So imagine with me. Here you are. It's in the middle of the night. Imagine you're a shepherd. It's cold. You've been just telling stories maybe around a fire. Past time. Why did you need to have a fire and have stories? Well, you spent all night watching sheep. Maybe the sheep needed to get out of a a cliff because they wandered over and got caught in something. Couldn't get out. Maybe you were fending off maybe a predator, shooing them out away. Your beloved sheep. And as you're watching this this little ball of fur, white fur, out in the distance, or wool, I guess, better accurate term, out of nowhere, this bright light and down shines upon you the glory of God in the form of a manger. Could you imagine? Like how abrupt, how how afraid would you be? Like when the Bible says they were afraid, I cannot even begin. Like you have fight or flight. And for most, they're going to be running the other way, right? Or freeze. That's another way of doing it. Like, what do we do? Like, I can't run from this. This is an angel. I'm dead. <laughs> so here they are. But then... After this amazing spectacle that would put any Christmas play today to shame, they had this staggering announcement. And there's more than just one thing we could take out of this today, and I'm just going to limit it to two. But the first statement that comes out of the angel's mouth that I want to highlight today. that Jesus is God's gift for you. Think about that. The word choice there. For you. Now, in order to understand the power of that statement, we have to understand that these were rejects. Right, this announcement, this showing up to these, these individuals, these were the town rejects. Right? They were the ones missing all the teeth and wearing raggedy clothes that they never could wash. They never took showers because they couldn't be allowed to where there was water other than some dried up, muddy, leftover rain pool they took their sheep to. Or maybe a well that was dug outside the city for them that they could draw water from. These were the rejects. These were the nobodies. The only thing that they had was their sheep and a little bit of money that they got from selling them. They were rejects. When the angels show up to them, he says, here is a message for The Messiah was born, and 
the city of David. Right there, right outside the city gates, we are talking to you, and the Messiah is right around the fence. It's chaos. It's sin. Maybe we're what would that be? Like, these weren't stupid individuals. They may have been poor. They may have been rejects. But they understood the Messiah would come and save Israel. They were included in this now. The Messiah wasn't just for the religious elites of the day. Or the astute individuals that had all the money and all the power. No, this was for you. Them for all of humanity. The Messiah is for you. I just feel Jesus doesn't look at what you've done, what you've accomplished. Your 401k is how far you've gone up the ladder, your IQ, your EQ nowadays. He doesn't look at how good of a person you are. No, he looks at all people the same. And he gives grace that's not deserved, mercy that's not earned, and love that's never ending. It's for all people, no matter how good or how bad, how astute or how poor. Jesus is God's gift for him. So do you know somebody who doesn't know Jesus? The greatest gift you could ever give them isn't a, a, a vehicle with a bow on top. Although that would be pretty sweet and I could use one right now. A four by four with a nice bow on top would be nice. It's earthly. Jesus is eternal. There's only one way to the Father, and God sent him down in the form of the baby. He is God's gift for you. Will you give that gift to somebody today who doesn't have it? They need it. There is no other way. There is no other gift that is as important for all of eternity than that gift of Jesus. He is the way. No one comes to the Father but through him. So that is the first statement that's made that I want to highlight today. And the second one is very interesting, but yet very important. It's something that we don't understand in today's society, but for them, it was extremely powerful. And that statement was, Jesus, the Messiah, the Christ, will be a sign for you, you will find a baby wrapped in cloth and lying in a manger. It doesn't make sense for us, right? I mean, it's just a sign. A baby wrapped in cloth lying in a manger? But for the Jewish people, signs were so incredibly important. You see, signs came in all different forms. A miracle was a sign. It was a sign that God's favor was upon them. Not only were miracles a signs, but prophetic words were signs. Prophecy was huge. 
huge in that time. And of course, people were praying for signs. People were waiting. As we talked about in the first week, there was an anticipation in Judaism that the Messiah would come. He would come. He would come soon, and he would deliver Israel. Captive Israel. Locked in this merciless Roman Empire. Not having the freedoms that God had promised them in the promised land. So they were waiting. Waiting for that sign. Because that sign would point you to God. Right? We have signs today, right? I mean, we have signs for danger ahead, right? Bump in the road. Or danger. There's a deer that could cross here. Or we have signs that say Fargo, 150 miles to Fargo. Right? And another 250 to Minot or wherever you're going, right? We have signs. We have signs that are in our vehicle warning us. You might want to check your engine. We have signs that come up on our computer. Hey, you got a virus. Time to do an update. We get signs from our doctors. I you're having this higher level of blood test work done here. We need to address that. We have signs everywhere that address or point to something. And for the, the, the people of Israel, Jesus was that sign that good things are coming. So often we have signs that warn us of something, right? Sometimes we do have signs of good things, but, but for them, When the shepherds heard from the angels that he is a sign, their ears perked up. Things are about to happen. Good things on the horizon. And what did they do after they got that good news? They went out and they told people. They couldn't stop talking about it. I can only imagine the sign uh, or the, the sound as they ran out of there. If it was in the middle of the night or in the middle of the day, it didn't matter. They were shouting, the Messiah is here. The Messiah is here. Glory to God. Can you believe it? Our deliverer is come. He's here. They were excited because Jesus. Things are around the corner. God's providence is an old word, but very powerful. God's providence is about to happen. His protection, his blessing, his favor is just around the corner. And it began with his presence. God's providence started with God's presence. His protection. Jesus stepped down and he is here. See, Christmas is not about presents. It's about his presence. What good is it getting a bunch of gifts if you don't have that, that, that eternal hope of things will be better? This world is not our home. Thank you, Jesus. 
I love my family. I love the amazing things I have here in America and all the gifts God has given me, but it so pales to the perfect, beautiful place heaven will be. It makes Hawaii look like just fools. Jesus is just around the corner. He had come to earth. And when they walked into that stable, they saw him. It was as if Jesus unloaded his U-Haul right there, right in, right in their midst. And he just didn't move in across town and hung out. No, he, he brought with him gifts. He had a box full of peace, joy, mercy, salvation, love. He wasn't just unloading for himself. He was unloading it for you. He, he took one look at those old shepherd men. And he in the baby form, saw deep into their soul. There was a connection. There was a connection. For the first time, maybe in their entire life, they were seen. They were rejects. Nobody ever looked at them. Nobody ever spent a moment seeing into their hearts and souls. That little baby looked into their eyes. Grabbed onto them. Receive his forgiveness. Receive his salvation. Let him pour out his favor upon you today. There is no other gift that you could receive. And there's no greater gift that you could give. that gift, give him your life today, and go out and share it with others. Father, I pray for every person listening, as we gear up for this week of Christmas, I pray that you would touch the hearts of those listening, that they would receive your gift of salvation. Those who received it and given to others. In Jesus' name. Thank you for joining us this week, Nexus Church family, and Merry Christmas. Bless you.